It's time to lead the people. The show for aspiring leaders at every level. If you want to boost your self-confidence, get noticed, and maximize your impact by leading others, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Matt Pepsel. Ready to lead? Follow me. My very special guest today is known as the audacious confidence growth expert. She's the former Mrs. Elite U.S. Woman of Achievement. She strives to influence, educate, inspire, and entertain to empower leaders to walk boldly in their direction of their dreams, despite fears, feelings, or past failures. She produces and hosts a nationally syndicated podcast called Leading with Audacious Confidence and two web shows, the Small Business Sunday shout out and Love My Body, Love Myself. She is Alicia Curry. Welcome to the show, Alicia. Great to be here, Matt. And it's Small Business Saturday. I think you said Sunday, but oh, I'm Small sorry. Business Saturday shout out. I'm always a day behind, Alicia. That's how it is. But Small <laughs> Business Saturday shout out. I love the shout right. out. And I certainly love Small Business Saturday. That's fabulous. So I'm not sure how it's possible. I'll get us right into the interview. But I read that you had once struggled with self-confidence. Now, knowing you as I do, I don't know how that's possible. But <laughs> I wonder if you could get us started. How did that experience shape your perspective when it comes to leadership? That is a wonderful question. And a lot of people who see me now don't, even when they saw me when I was struggling with confidence, because I, I always put on that brave show that I knew where I was, what I was doing. But um, on the inside, I was really struggling um, to show up and show up in a powerful way. Um, I was really hiding a lot and um, not stepping out and being bold. And so when it comes to how I saw leadership, it was sort of like I saw confidence. You know, I had this mindset that you were either born confident or you won't, weren't. And that's kind of what kept me stuck for a long time. I thought, well, you know, you were born confident. You, you couldn't develop confidence. And I also saw the same thing with leadership, that you were born to be a great leader or you weren't. And uh, boy, was I wrong <laughs> <laughs> on both counts. <laughs> on both counts. It's, it's amazing. You start seeing these leaders and they just seem very comfortable in, in their leadership role or in their own skin, whatever it might be. And you think, well, I'm not like that. You know, does mm -hmm. that mean that I'm not a leader? Exactly. You think, and, and the thing that freed me a lot was not everybody has everything all together. You know, you might see them and think that, oh my gosh, I could never be like that. Or they have everything all together and they're not. <laughs> so um, don't believe the hype, you know, don't believe that just because someone's showing up in a particular way that they have all their stuff together because they don't. I think it's so true. I talked to a lot of the early career leaders who might be on my team and they're seeing the, the, the byproduct of many, many years of mistakes. And they don't have the benefit of having watched that happen in real time or certainly having lived through it. And, exactly. and they think, well, how do you do this? Like, it almost seems automatic. You're like, well, it is now because you're catching me, you know, decades into my- Decades into it, right. Exactly, exactly. So do people punish themselves a little bit? I think when it comes to, you know, I, I've, I've wrestled with imposter syndrome myself as it's called oftentimes. Mm -hmm. and and just thinking about that, or is it something that, that happens as a byproduct of their environment, which is more, more common in your experience? Wow. You know, uh, I believe both. It, it's, it's a mindset and it's in your environment. So if, if you are not around people who can help 
recognize blind spots, help push you forward, help you really elevate, then that becomes an environmental thing. But also we have to take responsibility for our own thoughts and our own mindset. So if it is that there's something we want to step out and do, and we're not doing it, we need to ask ourselves the questions. Why am I not doing this? What is holding me back? What is my resistance? You know, I have a coach that always, that's the first thing he says, what are you resisting? And you need to dig into the bottom of that first. What are you resisting here? Um, and when you can answer that question, then you can start kind of creating the building blocks to moving forward. Hmm. Yeah. And I know you work with a lot of different types of uh, personalities as, as I do. I know there are some people who feel the way that I did early in my career, which was that I, I need more. I need more time. I need more expertise. I need to read some more books. I need to do, you know, accumulate some more experience before I can, can truly lead. And there was a, a time I went through this almost like an accumulation phase. I just wanted to add more. I just was incomplete. Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. Yep, absolutely. I went through that too. It's like, I don't know enough. I, in, in fact, every day I wake up, I feel like I don't know enough, but it's not, not stopping me now. You know, it's like I come across this theory or this book and they're like, oh, have you read this book? I'm like, no, I have not. Who's got the time? It's unbelievable. There's always, there's always more, right? There's always more and you're never going to have it all again, all together. You're never going to have all the knowledge you need. So it's about taking action on what you have and making mistakes along the way. I was in that perfectionist mode where I couldn't make a mistake. I had to be perfect and it stopped me from moving forward. So that was one of my resistances. It's this, this idea that I had to know everything about a certain thing before I could do it, uh, which was actually against my natural instincts. It was actually against my, my BA, um, oddly enough, because I'm a maverick and I'm like, you know, build the parachute on the way down, jump, and then let's put it together. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of times it comes down to uh, a value system, right? So wanting to really be well put together. I went, I went to a coaching conference one time and we were instructed to give each other labels that were the direct opposite of, of what personality they were portraying. And I became pig pen and they pulled out my shirt tail and they started, you know, messing me up a little bit. It forced me in front of them. I was just like, I was mortified, but it was such a great experience uh, to, to go through something that's the opposite of your pattern like that. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, and it's, it's eye-opening. And so when I talk about lacking confidence, it was this idea that I had to get, I had to be perfect and get everything right in order to feel confident enough to do something because I wasn't leaning into my true strengths. Mm. And that was, that was the big aha that I had is when you lean into your zone of genius or your superpowers, as I, I refer to them, then you don't have to feel this, this need for perfectionism uh, and that imposter syndrome, because you are being authentically you and you're doing things that are in alignment with who you are instead of, how you think you're supposed to be. Yeah, and that leads me to another term that you use that I love, audacious confidence. I hear that, I automatically want more of that in my life and, <laughs> and in my leadership, you know? So in your own words, what is audacious confidence to you? Yeah, so you said it in my, in my intro, it's that unshakable belief in yourself that's so bold and so brave that you, you dare to step into what's possible for yourself right? Despite your feelings, fears, or failures. So it's, it's not about, well, 
I tried this before and it didn't work. It's, it's more about, well, what is my dream? What is my vision? What is my goal? And how can I boldly and bravely step into that using every, I call them your tags, your spiritual tags, your talents, your assets, your gifts, and your skills, using all of those things. How can I step boldly into my, the direction, not into all of it, but every day make steps boldly in the direction of where I want to be. Um, so that's how I see audacious confidence. And every time I'm shrinking back, I think, listen, you have to live your message, right? You can't be the audacious confidence girl out there talking about being bold and audacious. And then here you are in a corner, <laughs> you know? So it forces me to live my brand. It forces me to step out and do things even when I want to shrink back and say, oh no, I don't want to do that. So, well, now I wanted it even more. I want it for my team. I want it for every. I want it for everybody I run into because, you know, I love your your tags uh, analogy there. It, it's it's so perfect, and I find that that boldness is exactly what we need in this world right now. And, and when I hear that, I think about the term unapologetic. You don't have to apologize, you know, for your talents, for your gifts. You, you don't. You, you can just lean into them mm -hmm. and take you to really great places. Yeah, absolutely. And I had to learn that. Again, all of this is learned. It's it's shedding the old ideas and the old thought patterns and the old things that we probably grew up with. It's about shedding those things and really um, understanding ourselves on a on a deeper level and being able to then lean into those things. Yeah, I, I think it makes total sense. And, and I feel like when it comes to shedding like that, there are certain certain negative things that might get in there. Maybe somebody made an offhanded comment one time and you really latched on to it. There could be lots of different things that we need to shed. What I also find, especially for people who've been in the game for a little while, sometimes it's just too much. You know, you're, you're confused because you're putting so much out there. You become really good at lots of things, but you're not, you know, resonating or, or you're not broadcasting a frequency of that real superpower of those gifts. So. Mm -hmm shedding a little bit of the noise and just letting your signal come through a little bit stronger. That sounds like boldness to me. Might that be a part of being audacious as well? Absolutely. And in the shedding too is expectations and, and what people's idea of what strengths and weaknesses mean, you know, um, one person might look at a certain situation and, and because we talk about behavioral types and, um, and I'm also Colby certified. So we talk about innate strengths. Um, when, when you look at what society calls um, organization, for instance, you were talking about, you know, pig pen and being, being the opposite of who you are. When you put labels on certain things like, well, you're organized, you're disorganized. Um, it's a shedding of that too, because my, my, um, the way I organize may not be the same way you organize, but it doesn't mean I'm disorganized. And I think when people carry those labels with them, those negative labels with them, they can't really see their own superpowers. They can't see their zone of genius because they keep trying to be something they're not. And that's that was another part of my confidence that I was I kept trying to be something that I was not. And so it held me back from being who I was. Hmm. I love that. I, I love the fact that, you know, we're, we're dropping labels, we're leaning into strengths, we're being bold. And I think that a lot of times, like if we use the term audacious and you think about, 
what does that conjure up? Well, let's be careful. It's not the the popular image like in the movies, et cetera. You can be audacious about your organization system. You know, look at my folders. They're all so super color coded <laughs> and I love them. And I, I love it. Superpower. You're like, that can be audacious. That can be bold. I like that. Right. If it's, it's meaningful to you. If it's meaningful to you. So my, I, I think at the core of everything that I do with, with uh, leaders and, and individuals and entrepreneurs is it's really understanding how to define things for yourself, like really define it for yourself. And, and I know we're not really talking about this, but my confidence journey started with beauty because I didn't believe in my own beauty. I didn't believe I was beautiful. And, and so I shrank back from the spotlight because I didn't think that I, I deserved to be in, in the front of anything. Um, and so it was me having to define what beauty meant for me, for me to be able to step out first. Now, it didn't mean that people didn't tell me my life throughout my life that I wasn't beautiful. It was in my own mindset that I wasn't. And so having people shed those labels and really understand who they are at the core and, and define who they are and what they want to achieve in this life, that's audacious, I think. I, I think you're right. And it, you may find this hard to believe, but uh, I can't really relate to the beauty world at all. But what I'll tell you is something I can relate to is very similar in a sense. And that's being an insecure overachiever. It's a term that gets used sometimes in, in the personality space. And, and it's one of those things where I would get feedback as well, like, wow, you're a really high performer and you would just discount it. Because yeah, in your I own mind and the way you've defined it for yourself, you couldn't see it. And, and eventually over a long period of time and really examining for myself what it meant to be a performer or a leader then it was like I could begin to accept some of those things. It sounds like you went on a similar journey in a, in a very different way. In a different, right. But exactly. It's about defining that for you. What does that really mean to you and not what the society deci decides that the definition is? And, and that really is the seed of personal power, of course. You know, when we're talking about being bold and, and finding that confidence, it's just really looking to that bedrock within of your definition and what you, what you, you, know, uh, what you start to really appreciate about yourself. I used a term one time and my coach called me on it and said that she, she had really loved it. And I said, you know, my favorite thing about myself. And I thought, man, what a great. So now I actually ask people, what's your favorite thing about yourself? Because I just happened to make that comment offhandedly and mm -hmm. people light up. And at first they feel a little awkward, like, oh, I don't, I don't want to brag. You're like, I'm not asking you to brag. Right. I'm asking you to celebrate. What's your favorite thing about yourself? And uh, it really. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, and I am launching this. Uh, we talked about it in my bio too, love your body, love yourself, because it's all about really understanding who you are and falling in love with, with you instead of criticizing, belittling, or minimizing all the great things about you. Um, we, we tend to want to, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like we, we self, you know, before anybody else does it to us, we want to do it to ourselves so that we don't seem like we're braggadocious or anything like that. And and it's about celebrating all the great things about who you are. And and yes, there are things about me that I don't like. There are things about, but you know what? I've learned to to love it anyway because I love all of it. And if it's something I can change, I will go ahead and make the effort to change. But if I can't change it, why hate it? Just you know, I, I joke about it and I say, you know, I have two personalities and I just say, you know, 
her over there, you see when she's leading, there's chaos. But when I'm in charge, it's really great. So I just kind of like give her her own little space. <laughs> the part of me I don't like, I give her her own little space to be a little crazy every now and then. But um, yeah, we have to learn to love all of us and really appreciate the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. Well, you're the total package and, and so am I. And, and I love that for our leaders too. It's like, there is no perfect leader out there. You might see people who are super accomplished and maybe they've done amazing things or they're holding this high station. They're not perfect. And the more time you spend with those people, the more you realize what one thing that makes them a little bit different sometimes is their willingness to admit that and to actually embrace that and be okay with it the way you're describing. There's real yeah. power in that vulnerability and that perspective. Absolutely. I agree with that. And we need to have it at every level of, of leadership. And the first leader is yourself because you have to learn how to really be purposeful about leading your life. And if you're a parent, you're leading your kids. So we're leaders in every area of our lives, even if you're not leading an organization or a company. Yeah, I'm certainly the most slippery follower I've ever had as a leader. And my, my kids would be a close second. <laughs> But you know, throughout the conversation, you've been mentioning uh, the predictive index and, and you mentioned the behavioral assessment being a maverick. You mentioned Colby. And I know that a lot of the work that you do with executives and leaders involves that type of brain science analytics. My question for you is, is those types of tools and techniques, how can they create higher levels of confidence in, in oneself and, and even in others? Again, it goes back to understanding self, like really digging deep. And a lot of times people take these assessments and they say, yeah, I kind of had an idea about that. But there's a different level of confidence when it's in black and white, when it's really, you know, when we have that language to put to it. And I, and I tell people all the time, um, you know, when you're writing your a job, like for if you're going out for a job or something, it's really great to have this type of languaging to put in your resume and in because these are strengths and it's it's great to highlight them as strengths like that instead of just having an idea of yeah well i kind of felt like kind of sort of felt that was what i was you know um now it's concrete and you can really now start to um accelerate in that strength instead of having a feeling about it you know, so yeah. I think it does build strength, it builds confidence once you have that concrete knowledge. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I also like that, um, you know, I have some experience as well in, in with assessments. And what's nice is that they, the best ones at least present sort of a balanced view, right? Because nobody's complete in, in all ways. And it highlights, you know, this is a strength of yours. This is a natural tendency for you. Here are some things that don't feel quite as natural. And mm -hmm. it's important to have the in black and white, as you said, to really acknowledge and accept those things too and be like, oh, you're right. I hate doing those things. Or I hate mm -hmm. that, you know, that, that type oh of thing. It's so freeing. You know, one of my favorite quotes by Albert Einstein is, everyone's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability, ability to climb a tree, it will live its entire life thinking it's stupid. And so we are rescuing fish from trees. That's why I look at it. It's like, stop trying to climb a tree if you're a fish and stop trying to do the things that, that you struggle with, but because you feel like you're supposed to, 
um, you're, you're trying to do it. And then you're looking at everybody else and thinking, well, they're doing it so well, why can't I? And then you start thinking something's wrong with you and that diminishes you instead of really recognizing that, you know what, doing it that way is not my strength. But if I did it this way, man, I'm like swimming, swimming with the current. You know. Yeah, everything becomes it, everything falls into place. It feels a lot more natural and easy. It's not perfect, of course, but it just feels like you know your effectiveness takes the next level when you start just really leaning into your strengths, making sure you're probably like okay at some of those other things. Like if you're not naturally detail oriented, you should have some, you know. But yeah. at the same time, don't beat yourself up if that's not going to be your superpower because you know yeah. nobody, nobody has them all. And and the thing about it is now you know which tools and techniques to use to help help you when you have to do these things. So I'm not detail oriented, you know, <laughs> and, and I used to really be down on myself about that, about missing things and, and not really reading the fine print. It's like, oh, but now that I understand that I'm not detail oriented, when I have to read a contract, I block out that time and I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend time and be focused and I'll read and I'll pay attention and do this instead of doing 10 million things at the same time, which is my normal MO, right? <laughs> so, so really now I know I have to focus in on stuff when I have to do detailed work because I can't get around it. I can't always delegate it. And so I have tools to help me manage those things without exhausting me or, or, um, you know, frustrating me. And then I block the time, I do it, and then I'm free to go back to my, woo, you know, <laughs> 10 million things at once. The fun part. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, I tell you, 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 pre you present such a balanced attack, right? We understand, you know, you have a very non-traditional background and you've, you've channeled it into this, this powerful, bold, audacious, uh, you know, gift that you're giving to the world. And, and so in, in terms of, uh, you know, I like to have some fun here. I, I wrote a game for you, Felicia. Ready? All right. I wrote a game for you. Let me see if I can get this going here. So I call it, what's your makeup? Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a definition. And for each definition, I'm going to ask you, can you guess the U.S. Marine Corps leadership trade, something from my background, or cosmetic beauty product? I saw <laughs> in your bio that uh, in addition, you're an empowerment expert, but you're also an inter international celebrity makeup artist, which I find absolutely fascinating. <laughs> So this, this could go horribly wrong. You never know. We're going to see how we do here. Okay. 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 Here's the first one. The ability to weigh facts and possible courses of action in order to make sound decisions. Is that A, justice, B, judgment, or C, dependability? Uh, I would say that's B, judgment. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I always struggle with that one myself. But that's okay. Weighing uh, facts and possible courses of action in order to make sound decisions. Definitely judgment. Okay, ready for the next one? This is, next this is my one. favorite because, you know, what I love to talk about too is it, there's just such a, a juxtaposition here. How about this one? <laughs> also called rouge. This comes in many <laughs> shades, commonly in pink, peach, orange, and brown tones. Applied to the cheeks to give a flushed and rosy appearance. Is it A, <laughs> blush, B, eyeshadow, or C, lip liner? That would be a blush. <laughs> I actually was very familiar with the Marine Corps leadership traits. I had to do so much homework for you when it came to the cosmetics. <laughs> All right, there we go. Next one, the ability to deal with others in a manner that will maintain good relations and avoid offense. 
Is that A, initiative, B, decisiveness, or C, tact? That is tact, C. That is tact, not another weakness <laughs> of mine. However, you're absolutely correct, C, tact. All right, how about this one? Direct. Direct. All right, let's do this one. How about a dark, thick liquid applied to the eyelashes to make them appear darker, <laughs> longer, or more voluminous? I love that word, voluminous. Is it A, foundation, B, mascara, or C, primer? It is mascara, B. I really wish I knew what these things were. <laughs> okay, we're, you're crushing this, obviously. Uh, okay, only a couple more here. Well, I could have been in the Marine Corps too then. I would have been, been amazing. How about that? How about this one? The display of sincere interest and exuberance in the performance of duty. Is that A, integrity, B, enthusiasm, or C, bearing? That's B, enthusiasm. It is. You're a very enthusiastic person, quite obviously. Mm -hmm. And that is enthusiasm. Okay, I think our last one here. A skin tone product used to cover blemishes, redness, and more, often in a liquid form that is higher coverage than foundation. Is it A, lip gloss, B, base, or C, concealer? C concealer. C concealer is the right answer. If I had gotten both wrong, you could take my 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 beauty card away. <laughs> well, you did beautifully, if you don't mind the pun. But I, I thought that was fabulous. What's your makeup? You did an awesome job, 100%. Of course, there was never a doubt. Thank I have enjoyed this conversation so much. I, I want to make sure that I ask you the question, Alicia. Where can my listeners go to learn more about you and your work? So the easiest way that they could know all about me is I have a site called um, alicia360.com. So it's my first name, A-L-I-C-I-A 360.com. And the work I do, you can go to aliciacurry.com. Perfect. I will include both of those links in the show notes. They'll be right there in the episode details for anybody who wants to click over and learn more about you, as I highly recommend they do. I love it every time I get to talk to you. You light me up and I've learned so much today and yeah. I know that our listeners have too. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate the opportunity. Here are my exquisite top three takeaways from today's episode. One, confidence isn't automatic. No matter how confident or capable other leaders are in your eyes, they weren't born that way. They worked at it just like you can starting right now. Two, perfectionism is a threat. Resist the urge to think that you're not good enough or that you don't know enough or that you can't ever make a mistake. Instead, have a bias for action. Three, know thyself. When you take the time to truly learn about yourself, your strengths, and your gaps, you can fully embrace your authentic self and infuse boldness into your leadership. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider hitting the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for making this investment in your leadership ability, and thanks for sharing this podcast with another aspiring leader who needs to hear it. All right, leaders, until next time. Don't just manage the business when you can lead the people. I'm free to go back to my, woo, you know, <laughs> 10 million things at once.